Hello, everybody, and welcome to another My Music. If you've been waiting for this live today, uh, sorry, that's my fault, a few minutes uh, extra, uh, because tech sometimes just breaks. Uh, but And, you know, when it does, you have to mend it. So I apologise for that. If you're listening to this uh, on repeat at some point, you're thinking, well, I don't really care about that because uh, it's live now, wherever it is that I'm listening to it. I'm going to be speaking to my special guest, Michelin, any minute now, but after this... There you go. This is, this is actually my first of two music things that I'm doing today. Uh, if anybody else is about, if you're watching this live, if anybody else is about later today, uh, we have an Instagram live as well uh, on uh, Faye's account. So we have uh, Faye Friday uh, live later today uh, with a couple of special guests as well. Shell Music will be on and so will Paul uh, from the wonderful Daniel Takes a Train. Uh, who uh, is going to be reminiscing about um, 35 years of making hits. Uh, but that's for later. For now, say hello. Do introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Michaelin. I'm a singer-songwriter from Canada. Um, and I'm super excited to be here. I've been putting out music for quite some time now. I do indie pop and EDM, so it's kind of a weird mix. But yeah, that is me in a nutshell. Is it a weird mix or is it just is it just fantastic music? I hope it's just fantastic music. That's yeah. that's the goal. When did it all start for you? When when did you catch the bug of writing music? I was very young uh when I started writing music. Like all of my first songs were trash because I was 7. So like oh. yeah, I was a baby. Um I, I always had a very active imagination and my parents put me in music lessons. Um, I've always loved to sing. So singing and piano lessons from the ages of five. And um, when I was younger, we'd go to school and there'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'd always say like a singer and an author, a singer and an author. Um, and then by seven, I figured out I could combine those two and become a songwriter. Um, my first right. song that I remember was called Lollipop Land. It's terrible. There's like a recording of it somewhere. So bad. But everyone starts somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I started pretty young just because I've always had an active imagination. Did that ever, in then growing up, did that ever hit a wall at any stage? Did, 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 because like when you're young, young, people will foster your imagination mm -hmm. and allow you to, to go with that and be experimental. But was there ever a point in that developmental growth where someone said, now, come on, time to grow up and, you know, follow a, a follow a path which might lead to work and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah. I'm very lucky. Um, I have a very supportive family and very supportive friends. So I never really had anyone 
from my circle say that to me. I've always like had my parents support, which I know is very different from a lot of other artists. Um, and so I think that I'm definitely very blessed in that aspect because I've always known I wanted to do music. And I also had such incredible teachers that like prepared me to um, study at like post-secondary music schools, um, helped me with all my auditions, uh, trained me in a bunch of different kind of genres and styles. So I was really lucky that I didn't really have anyone say, no, don't. Like, I, of course, I'd have people, like, even in the music industry be like, this has to be your plan A, and then you have no plan B. Like, this has to be everything for you uh, if you want to make this work. Because if you don't, like, if you have a plan B, then do that. Do that instead. It'll probably be easier. You'll probably have a better, like, time with it. Um, Don Grierson actually was the one who told me that. And so... I didn't ever have anyone advise me against doing music. I would have people in the industry tell me about their experiences, but they've always been very supportive. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. What's been the most difficult thing um, in terms of, you know, learning to to hone your craft as a songwriter? What What's the bit that you've struggled with the most? Yeah, I think honestly, balance can be hard at times. Um, for me, I'm a full-time student. Um, I do music also full-time. And I also want to balance like having a healthy life, having a healthy lifestyle, getting sleep maybe would be nice. Um, and so, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that can be a little bit challenging is making sure that you set time apart to work on your craft, to work on your music, but also you should set time apart to play it because you enjoy it, to do it because you like feel like it with no pressure on it. And I think sometimes when you're living a busy life, it's easy to kind of choose the like viewing it only as work and doing it only as work. Like, oh, I need to practice. Oh, I should practice writing songs because you have to practice writing songs. Like I'll sit down and force myself to write. Um, but that's different than doing it for fun, you know? So making sure you have time to balance both. Yeah. And it's not just about learning to balance or find the fun part again, time after time about the music side of things as well. Mm -hmm. It's also, I get, I guess that it's a thing that people struggle with full stop, not just in music, but in other areas of life. And I think lots of people out there listening even if they're not a musician will resonate with this i think in a in a day and age where everything comes at us fast and we're trying to work faster and faster and be more and more productive and whatever with our time i don't think we allow each other enough time to just think <laughs> sometimes right mm -hmm. i think sometimes you just need to be out of doing things and perhaps just doing something completely different in order to have something to then write about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you find that? Yeah, I I 100% agree. Like, I think if I didn't find time to spend time with my friends, if I didn't find time to read, I would be a worse writer because I'd have nothing to write about. That was a big um factor in me choosing to pursue like post-secondary education in music because I was like I could just dive in instantly 
And that would be awesome. I've, I, a lot of my friends are doing that and they're doing so great. But also I could go and try to get as many lived experiences as I can that I can then turn and write about. I like it's sometimes I feel like I'm doing field work for songwriting. Like I'm like, I'm always listening for my friends to say something that I can write a song about. Yeah. Well, uh, but I think that's the best way forward, you know, mm -hmm. as somebody that, you know, works with people on social media mm -hmm. and that's, that's what I do. Um, one of the things that people constantly come to me for is they say, oh, I need content ideas. I need content ideas. Right. And I said, stop trying to have content ideas. Right. Because mm -hmm. literally anybody can just fill the void with anything. Right. Yeah. It's easy. I mean, we can type into chat GPT these days, fill the void for me and it will fill the void for you. But it will be meaningless stuff mm -hmm. that's filling that void. And I, I try and get people to realize that they need to turn that the other way around and say, look, focus on the activity, right? Go out there and do the stuff. Do the stuff that makes the world a better place. Do the stuff that makes things happen. You exactly. Know, live, live the actual dream that you have. Then you'll have content, right? Mm-hmm. And and for a musician, I think one of the things that one of the great things is if 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 you're writing great songs and you're crafting great songs and you're taking time over those songs, just showing people the process, that's great content. If you're mm -hmm. if you're playing concerts and you're developing your your sort of live craft, that's great content. People love seeing all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you're just like sitting there going, Oh, I'm writing music, but I've also got to have time to create all of this content. Yeah, then you're gonna get you're gonna get stuck. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. That's good that you're you're focusing on that. When you start to write, where's the starting point for you? I think it really depends on the day. I I feel like I have a few different processes, and it also really depends on if I'm writing on my own or if I'm writing um, with someone else. And if I'm on my own, I'm just looking over at my guitar right now. Um, I'll pick an instrument usually. Uh, I'll have a general topic in my head. And for me, a lot of the times I'm melody first. Um, so I'll come up with a random melody over random chords. If I like it, I'll start to like mumble gibberish over it, honestly, and try to kind of formulate um, the theme that I kind of pre-thought of to the song. Um, sometimes lyrics will come first. So I'll like come up with like maybe a few lines, but usually then I'll like go look through my voice memos and find like a melody that I'm like, yeah, that, and then mash them up that way. Um, but when I'm writing with other people, either I'll come to the session with a few different ideas or they'll come to the session with a few different ideas. We'll pick one. And then, yeah, usually start with laying down the track. Um, and then after that, uh, same type of thing where I will be like mumbling gibberish, doing a few different melodies and we decide together which melody we like, and then, uh, we'll really get rolling with the lyrics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for me, 
the the interesting thing that you said there was the gibberish bit right? yeah um because I, I think a lot of i think a lot of people do that i think a lot of people just want to focus on the sounds first and then try and find the 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 words that really kind of fit into that later on in doing that process have you ever left any of the gibberish in um i have turned it into ad libs a lot of the times actually because sometimes it like is really nice filler behind like the lead vocal so i'll do that and sometimes it just sounds so cool it already sounds like an ad lib so we'll we'll keep them a lot of the times like and then just put them somewhere else um it's kind of cool to put like weird effects on it and that type of thing like it can be really fun do you know what and people love that right because when you listen back to it that's the kind of thing where for ages people like listen to it and they're going i'm sure they're singing and actually you're not singing that at all you're just yeah. literally making sounds but it's like ah, la, yeah yeah. Like, yeah what yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure they're singing something very poignant there mm -hmm. but no it's not it's just sounds it's, it's yeah. great exactly what's your what's your favorite what's your favorite kind of music to listen to mm. in terms of production this is such a good question that I have been thinking about a lot lately. I feel like I listen to so many different genres. Like I am the type of person that has like a playlist for every single mood. I think my overarching go-to is chill indie pop or like chill bedroom pop. Um, I just tend like I've always loved it. I think I'll always love it. It's like a constant, constant in my playlist. Um, and I, yeah, that would probably be my number one for sure it's a kind of music that fits into so many different parts of life mm -hmm. right exactly yeah. yeah i mean i've been listening a lot to like the japanese house and oh the, i love that right yeah at the moment and I, ju I just think you can i mean this this is going to sound rude to her but it's not at all honestly um you can fall asleep at night to that but yeah. you can also like work to it but you can also just really sit and listen to it and find little especially with the production on that you can really just deep dive into oh wow that's yeah that's going on in there is that is that the same for you yeah like i feel like i'll have it on when i'm cooking i'll have it on when i'm walking i'll have it on when i'm cleaning my room i'll have it on when i'm going to bed like it's um a very malleable genre i think indie pop especially can like be really applied in anything, any situation. Like I'll listen to it when I'm studying. I can listen to it in, like you said, any said like any setting at all, really. Mm. Mm -hmm. Do you do you kind of gravitate to to music where the voice is very much an instrument as well? You know what I mean by that. Where actually, yeah. you know. I mean, if you listen to her stuff, if you if you listen to like the last 1975 album or anything like yeah. that, the voices are being used as much as the instrumentation in just creating a kind of yeah uh, ambience. Yeah, 
yeah i really really love harmonies like i love backing vocals i love full vocals my favorite song of all time one of my favorite songs of all time is cherry colored funk by the cocktail twins and so it's like oh like that song that song is incredible i know nothing of what they're saying i have no idea the words that doesn't matter because it's just so beautiful um so yeah i think using the voice as an instrument that's actually a really great way to put it because a lot of the songs i listen to aren't even in english um i just like how the voice sounds and i like yeah i like the soundscape it's so cool the whole um, i'm so glad you mentioned cocktail twins i mean liz Mm -hmm. fraser's voice Mm -hmm. especially i mean that that period of cocktail twins as well when she was just beginning to come away from maybe just where she just used a lot of uh weird sounds mm-hmm. to 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 there you know she sort of like skip bits of english bits of french into the song and yeah. it was just it flowed between this kind of gobbledygook french english blah, 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 whatever and you're you're almost it's almost like you're um it's almost like you're kind of like going falling in and out of consciousness you're not yeah. quite not quite sure if you're fully in the song or you're you're dreaming <laughs> yeah such a gorgeous song it's like yeah it's probably my number one song of all time wow wow so that that's got an open question to it which is you know if you could work with anybody live or dead who would that be and why Ooh, that's a really good one um off the top of my head i would really love to work with uh the artist marina because she was probably the biggest like influence on my early writing um i kind of i became a fan of her really young she was the first artist that i was like i think truly a fan of um i was in like grade five so i'm trying to what what was the first marina song um I think the one that made me find her was from her album, The Family Jewels, and it was Are You Satisfied? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I found that song, and I was like, I love you now. Um, and, <laughs> like, listened to all her stuff, stalked her Tumblr, tried to find her MySpace. Like, I was a little bit behind the MySpace era. I was a little too young to have it, um, but she had it, and she posted on it, and I found, like, all the old archives. Um And so I think I would love to work with her just because she influenced me so much. I think like, especially my earlier writing, when I started taking writing really seriously, she was probably my biggest musical influence, you know? So I think I would love to meet her, let alone work with her. Mm. That was that whole era. That was, that was funny. I remember when she emerged onto the scene and the press kind of tried to kind of almost make her like, the antithesis of uh, Florence and the Machine. Mm. I, I don't know if you remember that. They was kind no. of like, who's who's the best here, Florence or Marina? And it was like, yeah, it was kind of almost like they set them like dogs, uh, yeah, a, a, akin to each other. But actually, they're so so uh, good in their own right and yeah. different in their own right as well. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember on Tumblr too, like poor Marina's been pit against everyone. It was like you had the Marina fandom and then you had the Lana fandom and then you had like the Melanie Martinez fandom came in a little bit later and the Halsey fandom came in a little bit later. So it was like these four main fandoms um, that like 
were all friends, but all also had like a favorite and would be like, yeah, I love them all, but like Marina's better. Or like, it was just like, it's so Tumblr. So we were all like 14, like 12. So. The, do you, the, just on that, the music press has always kind of done that with female artists, which is, mm -hmm. I find a little bit strange. Just kind of try to, you know, pit certain strong women against other strong women. Mm -hmm. do, 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 how, how do you feel about that? I mean, it's, I mean, would would you see any competition amongst your peers? I wouldn't have thought you would. I don't. Um, it bothers me that that's a thing. And that's definitely a thing, even in smaller artist communities. I think I, and I've always kind of been this way. I'm not sure if like, I don't know. I'm, I can be competitive when it comes to board games, but like when it comes to music, I feel like it would be so much more productive and helpful to befriend people that understand what you're going through, that understand how difficult the industry can be, that have the same goals as you. Isn't that what we want in friendships? Like like people with similar values, you can have fun together, you can go to shows together. You know, I feel like some of my best friendships have been made because of music. And um, I think the way that it's kind of framed to pit each other, like pit people against each other, it's, very unhelpful i think it just kind of creates stagnancy and i think if we work this sounds so cheesy but if we work together i think that it, it would be way better i think there's too much gatekeeping of knowledge in music industry that's another big thing that bothers me a lot um yeah so i i definitely think i i've seen people come a long way um, especially in the smaller artist communities. You know, I grew up in a place called Guelph where there are so many talented, especially folk artists, and there they help each other out. But I've been in other situations where I'm like, guys, why can't we be friends? Like, hello, we're all here doing the same thing. Um, and I get that a little bit of competitive nature is healthy, but I think when it's overtaking everything, that's when it becomes a problem. Uh, and at what cost? Mm -hmm. um I'll introduce you afterwards to uh, some people that are trying to make a difference in terms of the way that women are represented in uh, pop music. Yeah, um, I love that. Who, who, are, who you know, have, have created some some groups to collaborate and try and help women to, you know, because because let's be frank that the uh, and it's one of the reasons why, uh, if people want to know, it's one of the reasons why we have so many great female artists on this show is because they're still massively underrepresented uh, in, in the world of music. Uh, and we need to change that. Um, tell us a little bit about where you live, because you say you're from Canada. Uh, yes. What's Canada like in terms of your type of music and the scene there? Does, is, it, is, it, is it good for the type of music that you're making or, or, or are, you, are you finding your audiences elsewhere? I am finding that my audience is elsewhere. That said, um, I'm very grateful to have grown up in the Canadian music scene. I think uh, it is a very supportive environment. Um, like competitive natures aside, I, I actually haven't really experienced that as much in the Canadian market. Um, I think there's so many amazing music educators. There's so many opportunities, a lot of like cities like, for example, I grew up in Guelph, which is very folk oriented. We have a music festival and we have like Kiwanis festivals and we had a choir that I was in for like years and years and years. And then now I go to school in London, 
which is um, like undergoing all this new infrastructure to become a music city. They want people to come and kind of treat it as a hub for independent artists. And they just put on, uh, we had this thing called Indie Week last weekend, and they did a music festival with all independent artists, three days, four venues, music all night. It was incredible. And I think like that type of thing is really, really cool to see. Um, I think for my genre specifically, I definitely have more of an audience in the UK um, and Brazil and the US. Those are my top three countries. So Canada's not even on my top three for Spotify for artists, which is funny. Um, but yeah. So with that in mind, when are you hitting the UK? I really want to as soon as possible. I was actually looking into it. You know, Canada and the UK have um, a good relationship with work visas. And so I was looking into possibly when I'm done school, I'm in my last year right now, working for a little bit and then actually moving to the UK for a little while. Um, Where would you choose? Where would you choose? I have some friends who live in London, so that would be the easiest choice. Um, I think for in terms of like living costs, Um, because, yeah, I'd have people that I could instantly split rent with. So (laughs) that's a big thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I really want to travel and I think what better way than to travel and work on my music. Um, but yeah, I would love to come live there for a bit. And I also would like to just come visit as soon as I can, as soon as I'm done school. Oh, there you go. Listen, if there's any, uh, UK promoters that are listening, just be thinking about that for the future. Yeah. Let me know guys. Rolling now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to get you to the southwest as well, mm-hmm. um, over there where we are near Bristol, mm-hmm. Exeter, somewhere like that. That'd be great. We've got yeah. a very, very vibrant music scene in Bristol, which uh, you know, um, I'm sure we can hit you up with some Bristol artists to come and yeah. do, uh, do stuff. That, that, that would, would be, be fantastic. Very Listen, fun. It's been brilliant talking to you today. Um, we, let's get down to the, the really important thing because people now know a little bit more about you, but what they want to do is they want to investigate your music course because they they now know you a bit better. Um, what have you got out at the moment? You've got yeah. something called Prisoner, right? Yes, so that's my most recent release. Um, it's like an indie pop single. It's kind of cohesive. I feel like my Spotify has two different sides. It has EDM top lining stuff that I've done over the years. But then um, there's some songs that are, I think, a very good representation of me and my sound. And those are more indie pop based. So that's like Prisoner, Phases, Blame, um, I Love You Too Much, Ready to Love You is a little bit of a hybrid. You know, I'm going to cut that I Love You Too Much in and and we'll put it in together somewhere. So anyway, yeah, that's brilliant. So where do people, where's the best p- place for people to connect with you? Where, where is it that you hang out social media wise that you would say, right. Okay. Actually, if you, if you connect with me here, I might even be able to say hi to you because that's my mental space. Yeah. Um, I use all social medias. Um, my Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of the above are all at McKaylin music. So that's M I K A L Y N music uh that's the good thing about having a kind of weird name is i get the same username on all platforms so um yeah you can find me there and then uh on streaming services i just go by mckaylin just my first name so you can find me there as well 
um yeah well do it folks please do go and check out uh if you haven't already uh check out prisoner it's out there now um you know stream it to your heart's content uh do if you like it don't just stream it add it to a playlist uh and and also tell our artists that you do like it because otherwise you know they don't really know um so and and what i will say is because you've been on this show today we are now going to add one of your tracks to the hey. my music podcast playlist which uh, awesome. then gets circulated by the various uh, musicians that come on um so are we going for the latest single or are we going for something else yeah i'd say go for the latest single i think that's the most accurate representation of me there you go now. Uh, so we'll be adding that as soon as we've finished. We'll be adding that and look out for some little clips from from this uh, this particular talk. Uh, yeah, we'll circulate on the Instagram and wherever else over the next week. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having really, me. This was really really fun. love your music. Uh, it's you. fantastic, and I you know I I'm looking forward to uh, being able to expand uh, my my. Uh, what I fall asleep in bed with uh, uh, at some stage with an album of yours. Thank you. I right. I hope so. I have other recommendations until then. Oh, okay. Go on. Before you go, one other recommendation. What what should, should what should we be listening to right this minute? Okay. Um. That I'm like I'm racking my brain. There's so many amazing artists. I'm really into this artist uh, that I actually met at a songwriting convention, and her name is Beeson. She just released an EP. I've been listening to that a lot. So go check that out. Ah, I'm going to give you an artist because yes. this might be something I think that you like. I want I want to recommend you to go and listen to Rosie Plain. Rosie Plain. Perfect. Rosie Plain. Rosie Plain. Plain. Yeah. If you haven't listened to Rosie Plain before now, I, I just think go and listen to Rosie Plain's latest album. I think you will love it. Um, Perfect. You, can, you can let me know afterwards if you do. And and you can as well, folks. Awesome. There we are. That's been fantastic. Another interview uh, for today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this. This has been Graham Cope with my music. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, please do share it with all of your friends, your family and everybody else uh, out there in the in the world. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed it today. Why? Just why? 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 Why bother here? Why bother coming? Just don't. Um, I don't. I expect everybody that's here has actually enjoyed it. Um, until next time, thank you so much for coming on and thank you for, for joining us all. Thank Bye you for now. having me.